Uh, but our guest has joined us and we'll be getting everybody else uh, coming in to join us as well for our midweek bonus edition. All right, welcome. Hey, how are you? Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I hear you. Excellent, I, I always ask, that's always the first question I ask is can you hear me? Um, uh, before we start, because we're gonna let all of our uh, friends and all of our interested uh, poetry uh, fans join us uh, this midweek bonus edition, uh, while we are getting started, waiting for everybody to join us, uh, why don't you just tell us how you're doing today? Um, what's going on? I know you have a live coming up in about an hour. Uh, what's that going to be like? Um, that's me. Um, I've changed. Got started um, helping somebody I know doing stuff at six. So I changed it to five. Okay. Um, yeah. So I'm not doing it today. But okay. yeah, um, I usually do an open mic um, like five to six now. Um, and it's like, it's, I don't really call it a, like a poetic one because I let all talents get on there and do whatever they want to do. Um, mm -hmm. and then it's like a little bit of that, I guess a little bit of therapy could also let people get on there and like vent because I had the concept that, um, if you're having a hard day or you got a lot on your mind and stuff like that, then it's kind of hard to really express yourself and perform and all that stuff with all that going on. So I, sometimes I let people go vent. Now that do sometimes be costly a little bit because um, people in the audience, they kind of jump off, but I, pretty, I still decide to still make that sacrifice because um, I feel like people need to get things off the chest. Can I answer um, you real quick? Because that's, uh, yeah. I have to echo, that is a great concept. And I think uh, I, I'm going to ask in a minute if a lot of people take advantage of that. Um, as uh, some people know, um, welcome everybody. We are talking to Cliche the Poet, AKA at Cliche Cheek. Uh, we're going to be talking about all the amazing things that this uh, gentleman has been up to in all future adventures. Um, so I'm glad you can join us. I will let you guys, if you have any questions or comments, please um, leave them in the chat as everybody's coming in. We're about to really get into it with this uh, person here who's talking about he runs an open mic every day. It's now at 5 p.m. Eastern. And um, he's uh, graciously allowing us to uh, take his time today um, in order for us to uh, pick his brain on all this amazing thing that he does. And as we have here, um, from author Nicole Brown, um, that you are a great guy. So, of course, we are looking forward to uh, getting to know you much, much more. But again, letting things out. Um, we, I'm a teacher by trade, so sometimes when we've had um, stressful uh, end-of-the-year meetings, a, a few leadership uh, uh, administrators have utilized, let's take the first five minutes of decompression and so do a lot of people utilize that? Is, are you seeing a lot of people be very yeah. helpful with that? Excellent. Yeah, I've had a couple of people um, come on and do that. Um, it, it, I just like this. I just let people, because I, I do the same thing, where I have a habit of once I open up my mouth, it's like a waterfall kind of deal. And definitely if I got a lot going on, a lot on my mind, I just keep talking and talking. So it's like, and I realized with me, that's therapeutic a lot sometimes because it's just like you getting everything that you got going on out there. And I've learned over time that the best thing is not to bother it in because that used to be my problem. I used to bother things in. I used to be a masker 
about a lot of stuff, like, I would mask everything. Like, I dealt with depression for years, um, grief that I basically had kept buried in. Um, when I was younger, I was kind of taught that macho rule, um, that men don't cry. So up until, like, the point my father was about to pass away, then he decided to um, apologize for telling me that, but that was like, I was 35 when he told me that. So it was like, that's a long time to, to, for me to have that concept. So like, but then the problem is I got that, but naturally I just, I found out from my therapist, I'm an empath. So it like, kind of makes it hard to be an empath when you kind of got it in your head that men don't cry. So it's like, so yeah, so. It's like, I, yeah, it is. So I feel like that's what people need to do. Absolutely. So, yeah. I think Absolutely. it gives the atmosphere a really good opportunity for everybody to be comfortable. And when we're comfortable, we're able to kind of take the armor off and we're able to really share our, you know, our true art, which is a lot of times, like you said, I mean, I, a lot of us deal with uh, mental illness. I'm, I'm a person who's dealing with um, depression and anxiety. And so it is a great opportunity for us to heal in those moments. So where did you find poetry or uh, has this always been a part of your life or uh, when did you find this? Um, let's see. I was, I was in the 11th grade. Um, in my creative writing class, it kind of didn't start up good. They basically like how all my poems are inspirational now. Um, back then, I was like a real, real big horror fan, <laughs> so like it was kind of along those paths. But like um, over time, it just like things started changing. My image and my thought process started changing and all that stuff. So I started becoming more like inspirational and stuff like that. But yeah, I was in 11th grade back in 1998. So I just recently figured it out in my head that I've been doing poetry for like 25 years. So yeah, and then realized I've been doing it for that oh, long. Wow. So oh. yeah. So you did you graduate in 99? Yeah. I graduated in 00, so we're, we're pretty much at the same okay. age. So I, 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 you know, uh, I first of all, I don't know if a lot of people who are in our chat seem to be pretty much familiar with you. Um, but anybody that might not be, or somebody who will be joining us via like watching the replay, um, can we get a sample, maybe one or two quick poems from you, just so we can get like a, a, a sense of what you bring to the table? Because this gentleman he joined us okay. on one of our open mics a couple of weeks ago and he's been back and I have to say I, I'm really just impressed by this level of poetry because um, I am jealous I'm not able to be so succinct um, brief but so powerful at the same time like I said his poetry belongs at not like a hallmark uh, card so um, like let's get two pieces from you right now okay. and then we'll continue uh, diving more into this all right um, I'm going to do a poem called the sea Okay. Um, when God formed you and placed you in your mother's womb, it was like a garden of placing a seed in the dirt. Every time your mother fed you, drew her eating and drinking, and every time she showed you love while you were in her womb, it was like a tree being watered. Whenever you went through storms in life and survived, it was like a full-grown tree that went through a tornado and then get destroyed or collapsed. Just like snow in 
of the harsh storms and weather in the four seasons, beat and work on a tree, and at the end of the day, it still survives. You go through many harsh and riskful things in your life and survive your storms. The reason why a tree survives the harsh storms, weather, and seasons is because it is rooted deeply in the dirt. And the reason you can survive all of your storms is because you are rooted deeply in the Word of God. That's one. And I'm going to do keep your head up. This poem is dedicated to all my fellow brothers. Every day you get knocked around in all ways, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically. Through all of that, keep your head up. You place bars and people in your way. Through all of that, keep your head up. God gives you all the strength and tools to be Satan every day. At the moment you be him, your day should be okay. So that's exactly um, what I was talking about earlier. You just have a real way with the way you construct your pieces. They are, they have a very nice rhythm meter to them. So it's easy to like be attached from the get go with the messages that you have. Uh, we'll talk about both of those messages in both the C and then also um, uh, the other one with uh, my brothers. Um, again, how, talk about your process. Where, where does that come from? How did you create the news? Crazy thing is, I don't really have much of a process. Um, I might think of a subject or hear of a subject, and I just it basically is just like I described my my talking process, how I open up my mouth and then just keep flowing and flowing. That's the way it works with with my poetry. So it's the um, method. You just turn. Uh, no, I just there's no just I do no do it don't do it process. Right, it's just there. It's always there. I, I, I actually uh, compare to a faucet where the water is the poetry, and you don't have any difficulty. You turn the knob, and then you're able to flow. Some people yeah, I just start writing in it. But you're, yeah, you're I, just turn I don't have a mindset. I just I start writing and just whatever comes comes. And then like like I said, I do I got I, got, I do political. Um, that I don't do those too often. I do emotional. Mm -hmm. Um, that's only like when I'm thinking about female, honestly. Um, or like if I'm thinking to my past and I'm grieving, I might write a poem about them. Um, spiritual, I write different ones like that. Sometimes even my spiritual ones can be a little controversial. Mm -hmm. um, and that's because, okay. Yeah, um, like I just, whatever comes to my mind, I just write it, like I said. So I really don't have no process. I just... Go, go with it. So um, if you're just joining us, we are dedicating this uh, midday, uh, midweek. Uh, we're letting the thoughts out. Unfortunately, Andy uh, wanted to be here. He got called in for an emergency at work, uh, but he'll be catching the replay, as I'm sure a lot of you all will be doing. Uh, we're talking with Cliche Poet, at Cliche The Poet. Uh, he has been so gracious as to spend this hour with us. He does an open mic every uh, day at 5 p.m. Eastern, where not only are people allowed to do poetry, he talked about the importance of just even giving people a space to decompress and letting their thoughts out, their, their, uh, their aggressions, their depression, whatever's bothering them. Or even if, you know, I think you also want to give people the opportunity to celebrate successes too. I think sometimes yeah. we forget that we need to also not only get out those bad thoughts, but also honor those lights and those good things happening. And like, you have been so incredible coming to our open mics. 
Um, can you talk about some of your background? Because this is um, re uh, really one of the reasons why I wanted to highlight you, even though this, is, this isn't the reason why you would want to highlight yourself, because this is just you. But um, you really spoke to me because you gave us uh, one of your poems that um, I have people, I have people okay. that I work with, yes. And you are an inspiration, and, and it's not necessarily that it's anything different because this is just you. You are just incredible as is. But to identify and let other people know this is who I am, this is my creative outlet, this is where I'm successful, you're actually giving people who might not have actually understood that this is possible an option. So you know, I definitely want to have to hear that piece before the end of the day. But do you want to talk about your uh, your background? Yeah, I know. I mean, again, this is just you being a, a compute like okay. a, a everyday yeah. human being. I'm a I'm a very open person. Um, like I think I was, I think my mother was like 24. Found out I had Asperger's. Um, I deal with anxiety, like I said, depression, um, ADHD. So it. So I got like a couple of things going on. Now, um, 24, I, I, again, I'm sorry to, uh, I'm not trying to confront mm -hmm. because I have a background, I'm an intervention specialist, so I work in the high school setting. So being 24 and just getting um, a, a recognition for who you are um, and how you maybe need to function in our you know, world, that's kind of a late diagnosis. Um, what, leads you, what led you to at 24 seek that out or did something happen where that came to you? Because my, mm -hmm. my friend actually got a late diagnosis as well, and that she sought that out. Yeah, I'm that I'm not sure. My mother, my mother had a feeling. That's more like my mother kind of. I don't something stood out to her or something. Um, but yeah, so, but yeah, I mean, I just learned to adjust and stuff like that. Still got struggles with it now, but I mean, I'm I kind of like. Don't really try not to let that stop me from doing things. Um, um because I, I'm trying to I'm actually work a couple of things. Um at the same time. Let's talk about all of those things because I know you got a lot of projects going on and yeah. wanna highlight that. Um Okay. Like, what, what do you got going on? Okay. Well, um one thing is I decided to go back to college. So I'm going to American Intercontinental University where I'm taking um going for my associate degree in business administration. Um, I'm doing that online. Congratulations. 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 That's big. So yeah, so like, um, sometimes it'd be like, I did give one class, or just give me two classes. Like, I'm doing two classes now. Um, now I'm doing that. I'm doing the open mic night. When I get a chance, um, I try to help Nick by co-hosting his open mic night that he does. Uh, yeah, um, we had Nick on a couple weeks ago, uh, inspiration yeah. poet, correct? Also yeah. a great person as well. Um, and then I, whenever I can, I might not perform on it, but I try to go and support other people, other people's open mic nights. I go there. Um, and then like, if I come across other poets that kind of like inspires me or I like the poetry and stuff like that, and I hear events or projects or things like that that they have going on, um, then I find their stuff and I try to like add it to my Facebook page. That way I can push their stuff and help promote them mm -hmm. and the things they're working on. Um, if I can be honest, that's, that's, 
that's very important. Uh, supporting people, that's actually a, a huge step. And that's actually, I want to recognize that, that you are supporting other people's platforms. You are supporting other people's poets. And that's major. That's actually almost as huge as having work published. So thank you for your support. Because yes, we do see you out there. Absolutely. Yeah. And then on top of that, um, I used, back in 2017, I went and got a talent management company um, that I licensed in Baltimore. Um, it originally started with like working with my sister, but then I branched out with helping other people. Um, didn't really work out at that time, so I came to Georgia from Baltimore. Um, and then I tried with like just doing like a Facebook group page and using that to rebuild my company. Downfall. Still, um, still didn't let that stop me from what I was doing. Just had to take a break and kind of regroup. Um, and then one day, I just happened to post on Facebook that I was thinking about, I was thinking about reestablishing my time management company. Mentioned I didn't have no artists and I didn't have no events lined up. Um, I get a message from a, a, a guy named Lick Boy, an artist named Lick Boy, who's a rapper. And he's from Africa. And he wanted me to start, he wanted me to manage him. It's like pushing his stuff and stuff like that. So I started like, okay, I agreed to do that. And I started hearing his music. I started pushing it. I even got, um, one day I had an idea, which um, I turned a live, Instagram live, and I gave him that platform. And I made that like a little concert that he could do. So he did like a freestyle and maybe a, a song and stuff like that. So that's on my page. Um, that's incredible. I got, that's incredible. An international artist performing on your platform. That, that had to have been pretty uh, wonderful. He's unknown. Yeah. I mean, he's unknown, but I'm, trying, I'm working on like pushing him to help him get known and stuff that's like that. We only know what we know until we know it. I know that doesn't sound like anything, but it's really profound. Yeah. We don't know unless we know it. And what if we, we don't know what we don't know until we know it. And again, I'll stop being ridiculous because what you're saying is very important. We have to support each other. And again, you're connecting with an international artist. That's the most amazing thing that we have with this technology. We're connecting to more people. But also what cliche that you're doing is you're actually doing the connection piece. And that's the piece that's missing that not everybody's doing. And you're getting so much support right now in the chat. I want to just really quickly point some of this out. Um, uh, we support him in everything that he does. It's wonderful to see artists holding each other up, other artists. And just, again, so many people are out here just supporting you, love everything that you're doing and your powerful messages. And again, you're just being yourself. Isn't that incredible? Just being yourself is enough to inspire so many people by what you're doing. And going back and getting an associate's degree, you have, a, you know, working at maybe reestablishing your uh, talent company and also being an inspirational poet and also supporting inspirational poets somewhat. All right. So we were talking about your process. We're talking about how it's like a faucet where you can write anytime inspiration just flows through you. Uh, you are going to be getting your business administration yeah. and what other things are happening for you right now? Administration and what other things are happening for you? Um, like I said, um, on top of, once I got the um, Lick Boy um, working with me, then um, I kind of like reached out to people I, I dealt with in Baltimore. 
of course, I had to get my sister because um, she's a phenomenal singer, songwriter, and rapper, so named Moonray. Um, then I got like other artists I work work with, like a poet, um, and like Cat Collins. I got Double Boo Books, people like that. That um came aboard and started help let, let me work with them. Um, and then and then really it's like and while I'm on here, I got to give appreciation to what really got me started with doing Instagram live. Um, there's a talented actress. I, she might, I don't think she does Instagram, but her name is Tangerine Thomas. I did a couple of show, um, poems on her um, virtual um, open mic she did. And it's like, that's another good one. And then one day um, I decided to come to Instagram, and that's when I came across Instagram. And my first Instagram live that virtual open mic I went to was by, he's very well known in Instagram open mic night um, platforms, Pyro the Great. I went to his open mic um, and did a couple of poems. And while I was on there, um, another phenomenal person, she's a rapper and singer, rapper, singer, and all that stuff, um, very talented. Um, you had Star also known as Cash Girl. She was on there and she invited me to come to her open mic night. So I went to her talent uh, open mic night, did a couple of poems on there. And then from there, I just kind of fell in love with the whole platform of Instagram open mic nights and just started going to other people's and so what about, things like that. And then what about that, open mics uh, that really speaks to you? What, what makes those open mics that through the Instagram uh, community, what makes them so successful in your opinion? Um, the realness, because I mean, it's like I go in there, you hear the realness, the rawness, it's like a family kind of atmosphere with some of them. Um, like they just keep it. I like realness. And you think That's that helps? Thing. So like, yeah. Continue. Yeah. So like, there's a couple. There's a couple that I constantly frequently go to, no matter what when I get a chance. And then you got, like, you got the poets. They're like, when I see them going in that one, because I like their poetry style and I like their poems, I go check out the rooms that they're in, and then I actually start enjoying those rooms. Um, so, yeah. Um, and then, like, and I always ask people, like, okay, so who, what poet inspires you? Um, before, I mean, I was in high school, not in high school, I, taught, I really liked the poetry when I was in middle school, where I just never did poetry. Um, and you had like Langston mm -hmm. Hughes. He was one I liked. Um, you had, yeah, you had him, mm -hmm. Maya Angelou, like, I like those, those. Um, but then it's like, I started meeting actual live poets, in person poets who kind of were like taking me under the wing and it's like they were inspiring me like when i was in baltimore you had a guy named david Walsh, mm -hmm. also known as native son um came here to georgia and came and started hitting these open mic nights and once again giving props to the one that got me who open mic night when got me started he inspires me all the time power the great um so like yeah it's like to the point, I went, I got his book, and I mean, started reading his book. It's 
It's amazing. Um, so that like, whenever I get a chance, I'm giving like props, <laughs> like props to him and Absolutely. the things that he does because he's amazing. Um, so yeah, so it's like those are both people like that are the ones that actually inspired me. So yeah. Um, any other? I know you mentioned saying that you were popping into. Oh, and you got. This, I'm looking at her name now. I got another um person that I'm some working with and helping out with um doing music and stuff. Her name is Elena. Mm -hmm. She's doing the Elena Music Official. She is an amazing singer. Um, so yeah, um, that's another person I'm kind of helping. Excellent. So yeah. If you are just joining us, uh, we have been talking uh, this past half hour. We just have 30 more minutes uh, to talk about what this amazing person is up to, his inspirations, um, future projects. We're going to hear some more poetry from him as well. Um, he just uh, gave us an inspiration, some background, how he had just started poetry in 11th grade, although middle school is when he kind of about it, but didn't really consider him a poet until then. Has been doing poetry for 25 years, does open mics every day. Uh, talks about the importance of even just letting those emotional things off the chest before starting. And that's where family kind of comes into play here. Um, and he says that, you know, supporting each other is definitely something that he not only just says, he is doing as well. So um, before we continue um, talking with you, um, this might be a great time um, since we're at the second half of our interview. Why don't you give us a couple more pieces if that's okay? Are you ready for, for that? Okay. Here. Um, the next poem I'm going to do is I got to do my most famous poem that a lot of people like. Um, it's a Mother's Day poem. It's a poem called A Mother's Love. A mother's love is the greatest love of all. A mother will continue to love the child no matter how many times they fall. They will sacrifice for you no matter how big or small. If you are in need of anything, just give your mother a call. They will constantly keep you protected like they are a seven feet tall brick wall. That is why we as your children will forever love y'all. Um, then I'm going to do, um, now I'm going to do a poem that like, is dedicated to a mixture of different men that I've met in my life. Um, but the actual poem came about um, through a friend of mine father when I met him. Um, it's called Father Figure. You're strong, powerful, and confident. Qualities all men should want. You are a great friend, father, grandfather, and husband. All the things I long to eventually be. You are a great worker and teacher who is highly wise and intelligent. You are a strong, true, and dedicated Christian man, something I long to be. I want to become the kind of future husband like you are true, dedicated, loving, faithful, protective, and honest. I want to be a great father like you, who is always there for his children, protective of them and constantly keeping them educated. I want to be the kind of man that people look up to, respect, and can say is a very honorable man. So thank you for being my male role model and true father figure. I pray that God will continuously bless you in everything you do. Um, let's see. This one is dedicated to my grandfather. Untitled Four, to a man who taught me it all. You taught me to stand tall whenever I ran against a wall. You taught me to keep going even when I fall. You taught me I can never run or walk before I crawl. 
So, Grandpa, I want to thank you for teaching me it all. Let's see. This one is called one of my emotional poems. I'd it's called Warrior about Princess. The four sets. So after this one, let's definitely yeah. dive into those four. I, I think this is a great opportunity. Uh, go ahead. Let's hear this last one. Okay. All right. Warrior Princess. To a beautiful queen, always remember God made you to be royalty. He made you with honor and strength of a warrior. Men get jealous because you have the strength and endurance to do things none of them can do. You carry your children in your womb for nine whole months and always, and afterwards you push them out and you were pushing out a boulder. You endure more burdens in your life, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, financially, professionally, and physically than any of us men could ever endure. So when men try to put you down or tear you down, always remember that's because they feel weak somewhere and their pride is hurt. So keep your head up to the sky because if no one else does God will forever have your back and will keep you strong like a warrior princess okay oh my gosh first of all again if I'm joining us or just hearing now about how I just have loved listening to this gentleman perform his poetry because um, if you know anything about Angela Murray, I am not brief, I am not direct, I am not succinct, and his poetry is just that, with also that tender, that emotion, that care. Um, let's talk about the first one, A Mother's Love. Um, absolutely, I mean, a Mother's Day poem dream, like every child should be giving this to their mother for Mother's Day. I mean, it's perfectly well written. Um, it leads me to actually ask a quick question before we continue to talk about the other inspirations. Have you considered or have you looked into getting any of your works published or have you had works published before? I've not totally successfully done it. My first book I ever tried to publish, I went to Staples and published about maybe 10 copies, I think. Um, and then I actually had a friend who believed in my talent and she actually gave me $500 to get um, my first official public, my poetry book published. Um, so I got that published through authorhouse.com, but couldn't really afford the marketing part of it. So um, the only way people were able to get it was by ordering it online at authorhouse or Amazon. Um, and so had that, and then, or unless I bought a, like a, some copies and sold it myself. And then I had the situation where I did a lot of moving within that time period. So if anybody did buy my book, I really wouldn't have known financially because I moved a little bit too much with that whole royalty thing. So now what I do is I still promote the book, even though I'm not like getting the benefits of it, because of the fact that I know there's poems in there that might actually help people and inspire people and stuff like that. So it's like, I'm not really worried about that's one problem, one problem thing about me that kind of irks some people a little bit. A lot of the stuff I do, I don't do it for financial gain. I do it for the love. That's the most hardest people. I think all of us are like, here for. I think we're here for the message. Yeah, like the original, like the original talent, um, I did the talent management company originally, I did it about doing contracts. That's also kind of where, where I had to regroup because that kind of didn't go right. Um, and then, so yeah, like even the poetry book, I'm not 
I don't worry about all that. I just because um, I'm all about our work to me it feels very commercial. Like not every piece of art is a commercial piece of art. Some art is more avant-garde mm -hmm. or more like for um, you know for a museum, and some are like for everyday hotels. But where you know I think your messages are so well designed that a mass market would be responsive and would understand and would love to hear your work. That's why I just want to see how can we get your work to more people because your work is so powerful as is. Um, the second one that you read was father figure. And you said this is a combination of different types of individuals that you've experienced throughout your life or just throughout your, talk a little bit more about the history of uh, a father's, a father figure. Okay. Um, all throughout my life, I've had like different men I've met. Um, they kind of like inspired me, took me in the domain, mentored me and stuff like that. Um, so it's like, I had all the people around, but then I had a friend who father was like within the army and I really felt his vibe and everything like that. So he kind of like inspired me. And so one day I decided, you know what? I wrote the poem and I wrote it to him. And that's where that came from. So like I said, a combination of a whole bunch of men I met. And he was just like that, that straw that wrote Came with that kind of deal. Well, I just had to write a poem about it. Okay, so yeah. I, I think the um the way that you were able to um really combine all of those characteristics again, it's so well designed that we can actually see that person, understand that person. That person's with us. Uh, the third one that you did um in the series when we had the four, excuse me, it was an untitled one. It was about your grandfather. Can you, can yeah, untitled four. That one too? That one, again, we've had a mother's, uh, you did a mother's love, father figure, and then this untitled, which is about uh, your grandfather. Uh, Warrior Princess, which is the last one, which deals almost yeah. like with uh, some other kind of uh, relationship. I mean, again, what a great series of these four poems. So again, let me not, let me stop talking and let you actually talk about this untitled poem. Go ahead, sir. Okay, well, um, but my grandfather was like a very strong, creative man, um, very inspirational. Um, like, I had a real good with him. And he taught me a lot, like, over the years and stuff like that. So, basically, like, I kind of put some things I learned from him and just combined it into that poem. And so, yeah. And I had to write a poem dedicated to him because I really don't really verbalize um, like my feelings towards him, missing and all that stuff. So that was just my way of getting it off my chest kind of deal. Um, that way I can continue functioning in life and things like that. And I really had that, my emotions about that bothered then because I feel like if you put it out, then you can like start healing and stuff like that and be able to move on if you like. So I think that connects back to that your original point from earlier at the first start of our interview, if you're just joining us or if you're watching the replay late, um, is that giving people a 
space to decompress things that are deep inside of their their psyche their emotions and i think sometimes people don't even know how much it's actually affecting them how deep it's buried and i think you're actually helping a lot of people realize that um by talking about i needed to get this information this out this this tribute in this untitled poem because i needed to deal with that it's having that space and i think you're showing that and then you're also supporting people by supporting their um open mics and also their work um warrior princess let's talk about that one too you said this is more of a combination two of different types of individuals or well, where's the um inspiration of this no that one was actually something i was dealing with and i just like, it was just a poem I wrote dedicated to them, kind of deal. So, yeah. Did that person get to, to see that poem? Did they interact with that poem at all? No. Okay, cool. No. So I want to know if they had a response nope. to that, but okay, cool. I like that. I love that. I love uh, that mystique, that mystery. Um, let's talk about this again um, real quickly in case some people miss it if they're just joining us. Uh, we have a lot of things coming up for our friend Cliche the Poet, aka at Cliche Cheek. Um, talk about again, what are some of these accomplishments that you're doing right now um, and then ways that we can continue to support you? And then I have a kind of a fun wrap up question as we get towards the end of our hour. But again, what are some of these amazing things that you're going to be working on and what you are currently doing now? Okay. Well, one thing I'm doing, of course, is the five o'clock, five to six o'clock open mic night that I do um, every day. Unless, I mean, I say every day, but let's say something comes up where I can't do it. Um, and I'm, I'm understandable that that time period, not everybody can make it because that's a work time period or getting off of work or something like that. Um, so if people don't make it, what I'm doing is I just read my poems. Um, so they, I, I have a lot of those open mics that just me read my poems, and I'm cool with that. Um, then I got also, um, I'm reestablishing I'm re my time management company, and I'm making it a virtual time management company. Um, that way I can basically push people um, work that they're doing, push them on Facebook, on Instagram if I get a chance and stuff like that. Um and even with even with that, like I got a couple of artists I'm working with. Mm -hmm. But then even that's, if you're not my, my question. Artist, um like, if somebody wanted to check out your services, how could they reach you if they were looking for more information about virtual talent management or uh they wanted to see if they were somebody who would qualify, what would they do? Um not really I mean, I'm not, it's not really that complicated. Um, you can. When it comes to like, things like this, I don't know. See, I don't know things. I don't know things that are very simple. So I'll ask. Yeah, but it's like, but like, um, you can just bother what I do on, on Facebook. Like I said, don't, you don't even have to be an artist of mine. And that's on Facebook? Um, I'll find you, send me work, or I'll find your work, and I'll put it on Facebook, and then I'll constantly share it as much as I can. Um, we post as much as we can. So basically, you, you just send me an inbox, um, where you who you are, where your talent is, and we'll figure out a way to verbally communicate. Because that's, that's what I do. I do better with verbally communicating with you about who I am and what I do with the company and stuff like that. 
So just inbox me like with contact information, and we can go from there. Excellent. Now you didn't. You didn't mention then, the most important one uh, is that you're going back right now and you're pursuing. Mm -hmm. That's college. huge. That's major. Talk about that again one more time, please. Yeah. Well, I was in college. Had a hiccup when I was in college before, um, and had to kind of like drop out. You know, when years about going back. I mean, I, I tried different things like vocational schools, but um, and then you getting into the college thing wound up being a blessing um, because I had money I I owed like um, college debt and stuff like that. But in the midst of me going through the process of getting back into college, um, my financial aid person gave me gave me a paper for me to like waive my debt I had. So once I did that. Uh, I basically finished the project and now I'm going to American International University where I'm pursuing my associate degree in business management. Um the business administration. Um so yeah, so I'm doing that online. Um right now I'm doing like two different classes in that. Um I'm also like whenever I get chances, adding more poems to my business. Yeah, I was about to say, when you um, have time, pursuits. Yeah. I mean, you're such a busy individual helping other poets, hosting right. poets, uh, pursuing an educational um, um, associate's degree in business administration, also running a, uh, you know, a uh, virtual talent company through your Facebook uh, page. Again, you are an inspiration. Um, go ahead. Yeah, so in recent poetry, I, 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 basically I do them whenever I get a chance, whenever they hit me. Um, but yeah, like, I'm just building them up right now because I'm not sure, like, it's $800 to get it published and marketed. So I'm like, right now I'm just, okay, let me just build, build up the poem and just keep doing that. Um, but yeah, so that's everything I'm working on now. Oh, on top of going, going to church and at my church, I want the media well, So I'm responsible for, like, the microphones, recording the um, service mm -hmm. sermons live. And also, a while back, God gave me a ministry where um, whenever they hit me, I send out inspirational messages and quotes to people that in my, like, I post them on Facebook, uh, I might post them, like, even in the Instagram rooms, or um, I post, uh, if you might phone contact, I post it that way. Okay. Um, if you're just so. joining us, uh, our friend, Cliche Cheek, uh, Cliche the Poet, mentioned that uh, some of the poetry topics, themes that uh, he likes to write on, definitely some emotional, inspirational. Also, he talks about religious, and he also talks about being political. And also, he mentions that sometimes he can be considered controversial, but we never actually touch that controversial topic um, about why do you feel like some of your poetry is controversial? We don't have to talk about necessarily the nuts and bolts of it, but why do you feel like um, some of your poetry is received as controversial? I can give you, instead of talking about it, I can quickly give you a, let you see what, what I mean. Okay. It's nice. I'm not okay. going to read my, I'm not going to do any of my, no, okay. I, so I asked for controversy. I, I asked for some controversy. <laughs> sure. I, I better be, the, I'm the one that asked for the, uh, the, so I better be careful. I'm the one that asked okay. for I just was curious. Oh, no, it's, not, it's not like that controversial. It's just like, um, I got a poem mm -hmm. called Come As You Are. And basically talking about how mm -hmm. um basically 
God is to everybody, and I feel like the church should allow people to come as they are and let them change the way that they dress and they act and all that stuff. When God lays down their heart, and basically God guides them and has them change, instead of they come to church looking in certain ways or smelling in certain ways, or they might be drunk or high, and mm-hmm. you got to, you got people at the church staring okay. at them, talking about them, whispering about this them. Like that. So that, that's not controversial at all. So that's that's very. No, you, it's not controversial because you want to have some people at the church. You want some people at the church that don't agree with it. That's where the controversy comes from. So that's why I say controversy with that one. I, like I got one about um, that. All kinds of things, genocide. Stuff okay, like so it sounds like you're just using controversial themes to make real important societal messages. In your opinion, uh, the fact that we, in your opinion, in yeah. your view on Christianity, is no matter who walks through that door, God views them as important, so we should all treat them as such. That's according to what I'm understanding. Is that correct? Did I understand that correctly? Okay. Yeah. You Excellent. did. Like I had one that I would call hip, hypocrite. So yeah. Like when you said I, when we said controversial, and then you're like, oh well, let's talk about it. I go, oh, did I just open a, you know, one of those things where we never, you know, you never talk about politics or religion at the dinner table, you know, so to speak, you know, when you're talking with people. But I, I think oh, yeah. we need to actually have some of these. I mean, not the nitty gritty, deep down, nasty, drag it out conversations, but we need to have conversations like this, where again, mm-hmm. you said controversy. And I think that message was not controversial at all. But again, I understand what you're saying. I'm actually viewing who would think it's controversial and understanding why they would view that as such. And I think that's very, very respectful of you to even have that warning on that because of it. Because I think your message is just a plain old golden rule. Yeah. Treat each other like we should treat each other. That's humanity. But right. uh, I, I really do appreciate the level of care that you take with your um with your words so again you're not just somebody who is into the words yeah. or into just i'm releasing this tension to release this tension out you're actually releasing this because it's for a greater cause a connecting cause and that's what you're trying to do yeah is that kind of your overall message what yeah. other messages do you have for people who are either new to you or fans of yours for the 25 years you've been doing poetry what are some other lessons you hope? Okay. I just want to basically, I just want to inspire people, inspire, motivate. So I just hope that when any of my poems can touch you in some kind of way, um, open your eyes about certain things, um, just make make you think a little bit. Um, but yeah, but like that's all I'm about. Just trying to inspire, inspire, and being positive. And just getting Absolutely. And I think, too, what you said earlier, having spaces where people can be open and honest, even if it's not pleasant or sometimes it's not kind, but it just needs to come out. Having spaces that people are safe to do that allows for people to be safe to connect with each other in the healing process of that. And um, if you're just joining us again, uh, he mentions about, can you talk about again, uh, what you like to sometimes have at your open mic at the start? Because again, I thought that was so powerful. If you can talk about the, um, the releasing of, um, anybody who just needs to unwind. Talk about oh, yeah. it one more time. Yeah. 
Um, I feel like if you come in, you call like you run and perform, but you have a very stressful day, or you're grieving, or you're going through a lot of stuff, or got a lot of stuff on your mind, you really can't perform at your best. So basically, I just let people come, vent, talk, greet, cry, whatever they got going to do. Even if I got to lose some people in the audience or some possible poets, because they're not putting the vibe, I still let people do it. Um, and I even do do things like one time I did a spontaneous um, prayer. Um, and it, like, it represented all my heart to do at the time, I just had them all. Yeah, because you're, you, again, I describe it as such. He did not, but he is one of our creative types that I, I'm very similar. That's how I like to do my creative process where it's not necessarily I have to be in a certain mood or I have to set up a certain ritual. I just turn the faucet on when I feel like turning the faucet on and, the, and it comes out and it flows. Whatever it is, I don't know what's coming out of the faucet. It just comes through where some people have to kind of systematically plan that fun. out. Um, yeah, no, he was long at all because like one time uh, I was in church and somebody wanted me to do a poem to give me a theme and I say maybe like 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes, uh, I had a poem ready. I, uh, yeah, I, I, so. I believe that. And, and and I bet it was just as beautifully well, uh, like, like again, uh, there's a percussion almost to the way you, you uh, your, some poems are meant to be read, some poems are meant to be are all poems are right to be right. I'm so, oh my god, that was so silly. I meant like silently versus yeah. out loud. I, I, I can't believe Yeah, all poems are right. Oh my god, thank goodness Andy isn't here. He would be making fun of me so bad for what I just said. But no, the, the kind of poems, the kind of poems that I think, I think you're, you're talking I about. I like hearing yours. I do really. Yours is an open mic style poem because it is so easy to listen to because of the meter, the rhyme, and the messages. Yeah. If you're saying something and I'm feeling the tap, the, like with the tapping of my foot almost. Um, we're going to end with a couple of pieces of yours in a moment, but go ahead and finish. No, I want you to say what you're going to say. Go ahead. No, I want to say, don't get me wrong. I go into mm -hmm. some of these open mic nights and I do kind of feel like, like bad and I'm like, I wish. <laughs> like, because they come down, they go on there, they be like doing freestyle with their spoken word or they be doing spoken word. I'm like on cipher or something. No, I read my poems. I wish I no could be like this. I, it's it's a like, skill. It is a talent. It is something that you have to practice and be like you study that. I, I've learned there's so many different types of poets. Just like there's different mediums of art. Just like there's sculptors, acrylic painters, oil painters, water painters, a metalists. You know, I made that word up. I think, but you know, just as there's so many different types of artists, there's so many different styles of poets. And they have the spoken poetry. Oh my God, battle style. Oh, I wish I could be so talented. Although I, I think if we we buckled down, I think we could try and do it. But I'm with you. And there's nothing wrong with reading a poem. It's just different. There's just so many different styles. But yeah, it's right. great though to see some of those different talents. And I again, our friend Cheek the po uh, uh, Cheek the poet Cheek Cheek a at Instagram, um, he goes to these things. Not only does he perform and gets out, no, he is there to support each other. And that's why we are taking this hour today to honor him. And we are about to be wrapping up our interview with him. Um, but I don't want to close out just yet. Um, so again, um, we're about the same 
same age. He graduated in 99. I graduated in 00. Um, you uh, kind of got some information at age 24. Um, we're in our 40s, uh, so to speak. What has happened in this last, um, let's say, 15 years that's really changed for you? Like, what has really changed for you these last 15 years? And then I have a, a side question to this. And then I want you to finish with some poetry. Okay. So first question, go ahead and answer that. What has changed? Let's see. I lived in Baltimore. I moved to Georgia. Um, and I moved here. I got my own apartment. I mean, didn't work out financially, but I got my own apartment every one day. Um, so you really came into your own. I observed. You came into your own person. I, yeah. I feel like I'm myself right now. I didn't become who I was until right now at 40. So it seems like you've also transitioned into yeah. that that um, being yourself and finding your voice. And yeah, then I had, um, I had a relationship that didn't work out, but kind of taught me lessons. Um, so I'll just say it like that. Um, I've grown in the church, got more responsibility in the church. Um, got, a, got a positive job coming up, um, which gives me a lot of responsibility. If it, um, once everything falls through and I can't have to working, then I'm going to be the assistant, the official assistant to the manager oh, wow. of the Allison Center. That's, that's cute. So, that is a big yeah. responsibility. Uh, yeah, so um, I got that coming coming up. Um, so that's kind of, this is a lot of stuff that kind of basically forced me to have to mm -hmm. grow up and I don't want to grow up. I mean, even now, I still don't want to, but I hear you. It's tough. Oh, no, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. One thing I feel is a benefit at times with that whole other thing is um, make you a big kid oh, at heart. Absolutely. You're, it's a talent. I'm sorry. I've been worried to say, I've been, I like the whole <laughs> changing of the glasses. Because this is, you got good style with the glasses. Sorry, I just I had the sun in my um, eyes. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's cool. No, no, it's no issue. Um, but, um, yeah, so, like, different things, I'm not sure, but, like, yeah, I like being a big kid at heart sometimes because it keeps your heart young and healthy and I've stuff like that. So. A lot of poets who have had similar, uh, they're very proud to say they're either on the autism spectrum or they have Asperger's as well. And there are so many people that say to them, that is their talent, that is their gift, and that has given them this incredible ability to be so creative in a, such a way that has inspired so many people. So for you to also stand up and say, this is who I am, um, I applaud you for that. And I thank you for that because, I, again, I, I selfishly needed your voice to share with others because I want other people to know that anything's possible because these last 15 years, as you said, as you've become so much, even though we didn't want to grow up, we're doing so much more because we're doing grown up things. Like you said, you're going to, he's getting an associate's degree. He is uh, restarting his talent company. Um, he's wrote poetry. He goes to poetry. He provides safe spaces for people to allow themselves to decompress and do their poetry. Um, again, and there's so many things that this gentleman does. And for you to honor us by allowing us to honor you this hour, I just want to say thank you so much for being with us today.
And I, I do have you. Don't forget. Mm-hmm. I, know, I have one special one. I want to hear at least three more poems on our way out tonight. If you, oh, do more? Have, okay. I know you have quite a few. I'd like to hear three, but you know I want to hear my. No, I, I got three. I got three. I think you had some lined up. Um, for tonight, yeah. I think I agree I, more. Yeah, on and that, then we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it and then we'll close up because uh, we just had our, we had kind of a bonus episode, everybody, uh, kind of a let the thoughts out, Angela Murray style. Um, I w- read poetry with Lois last week. Um, Andy was going to be with us. Unfortunately, he had some issues with his uh, day job. So uh, check out the Unraveled Private Poetry Party. I'm sure we'll get into it as long as also I did a popcorn poetry event over uh, Monday, yesterday. So we'll talk about that then. Uh, we are honoring this amazing gentleman who is, uh, again, he, he fooled me. He said he had controversial poetry and his poetry was not controversial. It was well needed. And again, this gentleman's poetry is, I, I say commercial because I think it just, everybody would respond to it. That's, this is like a Hallmark register item for Mother's Day. I want a mother's love. I want to give that to my mother. I want my children to give that to me. Um, you know, a father figure, again, Father's Day is coming up. What a great um, opportunity to honor somebody in your life that might be a father figure to you. Because um, again, that was a juxtaposition of many different types of uh, gentlemen that he has experienced through his life whether it's his family, church family, or, you know, his found family. So again, this gentleman has such succinct, commercial, real message poetry. And I'm going to stop hyping you up because you're going to share some pieces with us right now. Okay. Um, so let's see. But the other ones I want to do. Okay. Got Don't quit. When you start to feel the weight of the world is starting to burden you down, don't quit. When people start to downgrade you and abuse you, don't quit. When your boss starts to give you a hard time and co-workers harass you, don't quit. When your friends and family turn their backs on you, don't quit. When your kids are not listening to you and constantly get, to, get in trouble, don't quit. No matter what you go, never quit because God has your back. And I have, um, actually, uh, okay, this one again, I'm going to do yours that you like. This one is called The Pen. To me, poetry is more powerful and hits deeper than any bullet a man can shoot at you. With poetry, you can touch on a vast array of situations. You can have it float down lightly and softly like a feather on the heart and soul of a person you like or love. You can use it to be like a warm hug to someone whose heart is hurting or grieving. You can use it like a bullet to shoot deep into issues of politics and controversy. You can use it like fire to scorch out any drama or issues in your life. To all my fellow poets, keep using your hands and pen as a weapon of mass destruction to kill off all the issues of this world. Always remember that a guardian angel, your words are God sent to anyone who hears or reads them. And then I'm going to do Asperger's. For years, people have turned Asperger's syndrome into a curse. They are constantly picked on and bullied every day by those who are uninformed. They have people constantly breaking their confidence and self-esteem in every way. You are strong, funny, and intelligent no matter what people say. So always remember God made you to be the best in life not the worst.
Absolutely. Again, inspirational messages, all three of those back to back to back. Um, of course, I'm going to talk about the last one first. Um, what gave you the courage or the strength or I maybe mean, it's not even courage and strength. It's just doing what you do. What gave you the ability to 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 put that to paper? Um, once again, it was just, I realized that a lot of people with Asperger's go through a lot. Um, they do get made fun of and people don't understand them. Um, so it's like, just wanted to pick up with them. I mean, and that poem absolutely does. It, it says it in such a strong way. And again, for you to be so, um, successful with the sheer amount of clear, consistent, uh, strong poetry it just really leads by example um let's go backwards because i want to end with don't quit um the pen um talk about that one because is that one that you hope will inspire other people to grab the pen so to speak that and inspire those that do our poets to keep writing um don't even have to be poets it can be creative writers of all types stories novels um, come on, we're going on biography, playwrights, singers, writing songs, okay. all that stuff. It just you need to give in. I love it. I mean, it definitely um, is real. Uh, it's it's inspirational because the, we can't. We need each other. We cannot be poets on our own or writers on our own. We need everybody to be sharing their stuff and listen to us share ourselves so it gets intertwined. Because let's again, this last poem. I, I'm glad we're ending with this one. Because it goes back to the point I've been saying all hour. If you're just joining us because uh, you have a life or you were at work or whatever, catch the replay because this uh, uh, individual has been incredible. Um, a few things. He runs an open mic every day, 5 to 6 p.m. He was so great at Eastern Standard Time. So gracious to allow us to usurp his time to so we can honor him and all the work and who he is today. Um, two, he is going back to get his associate's degree in business administration because he's running a virtual talent uh, business that you can check in through his Facebook page um, and he will help support even if he's if you're not an artist with him. Uh, two, he supports other artists by going to their open mics and sharing and allowing people to share through his stuff. And again, just by his sheer ability to share his writing, he is an inspiration for us today. And I said he's a commercial writer because this work is something that I think all of the United States, Mid America, like when you're at Barnes and Noble, you're at Hallmark, you're wherever, and you're at the checkout, his work needs to be there because don't quit. Like every high school almost needs the don't quit. Now, I gotta say the side note here because uh, working at school, there's a separation of church and stay here. But the, all of your like the don't quit and the Aspergers, they they almost need to be in that school because they are so powerful. Can you read Don't Quit? one more time after you tell us about it and then we'll just end the live i want to hear don't quit one more time before we leave but um can you say any but can you say okay, anything else on. about don't quit before you read it um, have you um, used it yeah maybe i did my way of telling today i want people to stay encouraged um and everything that they go through because i Absolutely. Okay. Before you read okay. it again, thank you so much for joining us and everybody who has participated via the live, whether you're with us at the start, middle, end, or if you're joining us via the replay or you're watching again later on, whenever. Thank you for joining us. We cannot do this without you. Um, Andy, we'll talk to you later. We'll figure out what happened. Um, again, don't quit. This gentleman said 
is real messages without saying what the messages are. So everyday people understand it without getting clouded by, by something else, by trying to, you know, to try and change what it is. Your messages are powerful and they say more than what they say. So thank you. That's why we wanted to honor you tonight. Um, thank you. After he uh, reads this, we're going to close out the live. We'll see everybody Friday um, at nine o'clock. We are, it's a mystery guest, or we'll just start with the open mic early at nine this week. Uh, cliche cheek. Thank you so much. Again, I cannot thank you enough. Don't quit. Let's hear it. All right. Don't quit. When you start to feel the weight of the world, they start to burden you down. Don't quit. When people start to downgrade you and abuse you, don't quit. When your boss starts to give you a hard time and co-workers harass you, don't quit. When your friends and family turn their back on you, don't quit. When your kids are not listening to you and constantly get in trouble, don't quit. No matter what you go through, never quit because God has your back. All right. Well, thank you, everybody. If you're just joining us, we're actually just ending our hour up. We just went a little bit over 10 minutes. Again, thank you so much to everybody who joined us. Cliche Cheek, at Cliche Cheek. Check him out on Instagram. So many things going on with this gentleman. And you can check him out on his live every day at 5 p.m., 6 p.m. Eastern. It's even a place for you to just decompress.